Hello everyone, welcome to the Black is the New Black podcast, hosted by your one and only, Jada Green. This platform will bring awareness to situations in the Black community that have been hidden in history, and we will uncover those together. Please encourage your friends and family to listen to these topics, to have conversations at the dinner table, and to create a better bond. Opinions are welcome, but no hatred will be allowed it. Therefore, guys, I present to you the first official episode on mental health and the Black community. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, and how we act within our daily lives. It helps us handle stress and make choices every single day. Mental health is an essential part of overall physical health. All the diagnoses or illness get brushed off the shoulder because it's seen as less than a human being, especially for boys because they are seen as weak. And that's not true. Mental health in the black community is a serious issue amongst us and is barely acknowledged. According to Mental Health America, 13.4% of the U.S. population identifies as Black or African American. Of those, over 16% reported having a mental illness in the past year. That is over 7 million people, more than the population of Chicago Houston, and Philadelphia. I believe mental health in the black community started with slavery. Psychologically, slaves went through the unthinkable. It is true when a black person can feel the anger of their ancestors. We have to read the headlines or articles of what happened to get an understanding, but in the process is physically damaging us. Slaves were forced to disguise their well-being from the horrific incidents that took place. And there are a couple of key factors that influence mental health in the black community. Racism. No matter how much people try to be nice, there's always a bad apple in the bunch. Society has created a line of negative stereotypes onto people of color and affects our daily lives. As there is a huge stereotype surrounded by black people with the whole fried chicken, grape soda, and watermelon thing, every black person is not the same. You have to remember that. Poverty. Poverty limits a lot. Car insurance, health insurance, bills. It causes stress. Did you know a low income is less than $40,000. The median wealth of a black family is $17,000, according to JEC Senate Gov. Violence follows along with poverty, as these neighborhoods include gruesome violence. There are children who are being murdered before they even become adults. Also, there's a problem in this world with black people versus the cops. We are tired of seeing our people being murdered by police. 
The violence has gotten higher since there has been a coronavirus pandemic. People are stuck in the house and their minds are running wild. And we have to do something about this. So that's why I started this podcast. To bring awareness to every single thing that people go through in society. I have a special guest with me here today to discuss mental health in the Black community. A health ambassador from the BSCU. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Tinsai Rahanu. I'm so honored to be here and talk. Um, yes, I'm Tinsai. I'm a sophomore in high school, um, and I live in Elk Grove, California. That's good. That's good. Um, what inspired you to be a health ambassador? Um, well, I joined because I thought it was a really cool opportunity. Um, my BSU advisor shared it with us, and I really am interested in advocating for mental health. So I thought it would be a really good opportunity and platform to um, raise awareness and also destigmatize mental health in the Black community. And I really liked how it focused like specifically on the Black community because I think that is a, a large issue surrounding our community. Um, and I think it was a great way to also meet people who share the same passion as me. So, yeah. That's good that you wanted to do leadership in high school. You know, I know that's probably a lot of work to do in high school. It is. It's a lot because even classes around and um, online school and everything. But I thought it was a good way to spend my time. So, yeah, I joined. Okay. What is your definition on mental health? Um, I think mental health um, is definitely like a broad subject, but I think, you know, just having a state of well-being and just being able to recognize and um, be self-aware of your, your, your surroundings, but also like being able to cope with um, the normal stresses of life, like whether that be school or work or just your personal life, you know, just um able to have a healthy outlet and I think also um just knowing your emotions are valid you know sometimes you're angry or upset or just really sad um but also like in this at the same time not letting it dictate your life because I know Mm -hmm. you know one second you might be angry but that shouldn't make you react in a really bad way and just being able to control yourself and not letting your emotions control you yeah, perfectly said. Well Thank done. You. Um I do believe that mental health is all about cuz you have physical health, emotional and all, but like you have to keep all those together. And exactly. the mental is what helps you push through all of it. So, that's well said. Exactly. Um, what do you think the problem is in the black community regarding mental health? Um, I think just for one, like not talking about it enough. And that's why like, this is so amazing. You know, you have um, a podcast talking about, um, you know, mental health and, and other topics too. Um, and obviously like us black people are really strong and we're expected to stay strong and asking for help is just like, you know, seen as being weak. So I think that plays a factor, just like how it has culturally been like put, been put down to just seek mental health help. Um, but also, like, um, there isn't enough 
people of color in the medical field, you know, like mm-hmm. just not having psychologists or psychiatrists of color just creates a lack of cultural understanding because black, the black community faces a lot of racial discrimination and violence that maybe a white psychologist might not be able to understand or just like properly help with because they haven't really gone through those things or don't really understand it. Um, and a lot of people also just don't feel comfortable, you know, just they just been surrounded um, with people like them. So seeking help um, with someone that they don't know, they don't share a common um, likeness with is really hard. Um, but I think that's kind of the um, big issue going around. And that's why, like, you know, just having more black students speak up to this is really amazing. Um and I'd also stay, say the stigma, like, it mm-hmm. probably dates back to slavery, you know, because mm-hmm. I know Black people weren't, like, seen sophisticated enough to, um, like, experience things like depression and anxiety, but, and, like, even today, we ignore it and just, like, call it other things, like, oh, I'm just stressed or, oh, I'm just tired, but really, it's, like, a larger problem going, and... That's why we have to address it and just like talking about it too is really powerful. Yeah, and I know in some black families, um, they'll bring it up to their mother or whoever and they'll get bullied for it basically. Um, like how you mm-hmm. said, they're seen as weak. And it's okay to talk about emotions. Um, everybody right. has to cope somehow. Um and what you said about the mental um a medical field um we just like to see people that look like us um so mm-hmm. it'll show more success that exactly was, that was well said um especially i feel like we should have like little um uh, spaces where we could go if we when we get back on campus the whole reason i started this podcast is because i know there's a lot of people that's dealing with stress right now especially the people of color that are in school it's a lot mm-hmm. to deal with definitely I don't even think like counselors really take on that role I think counselors for me at least at my school they just like choose your cal- classes you know they don't really they aren't really involved in a student's life and I think it's hard for students to find an outlet yeah and some people they might go to therapy and they feel like the person is just judging them, even though that's not their mm-hmm. job. They still feel that way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, what do you think the solution could be in the Black community regarding mental health? Um, I'd say like obviously a lot of kids are students just speaking up, and I think that's amazing. And also, um healthcare is a big issue because you know like seeking help healthcare has to be accessible for people and I know like I think I read a statistic while a while back um saying how only 25 percent or so African Americans seek mental health and then compared to 40 percent of white people so just like that only contributes to the um mental health disparities and just knowing that minority communities don't have that access um, so even if they did want to, they don't have that accessibility. Uh, but I guess what we can do, like, currently at the moment is just to educate our family or friends or just, like, you know, other peers about the unique challenges um, that mental health 
mental illnesses within the black community like just breaking the barriers of stigmatization that's why like when you talk about it it's like seen less of a taboo thing because you know like if people talk about cake because it's not that taboo it's like normal um Mm -hmm. so just talking about it too and by recognizing that the black community has unique experiences when it you know comes to mental illnesses we're just beginning to chip away at the stigma just that is within our culture and just um help people to not feel so ashamed that they struggle um with things that are they're experiencing every day and just not being afraid to seek help too um so it's like a personal thing that you can do but also um something that the healthcare also yeah um people keep it in a lot and that's Mm -hmm. not healthy because if you don't speak on it something bad could really happen and you have to tell someone like you have a close friend that you talk to all the time you you might be close with your mom it's just as long as you get it out and tell someone you'll be fine if you need to partake on anything else just just talk to somebody. Um, I know at my school, yes, we have guidance counselors, but we have like the ones where we could talk to the therapist too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great. Um, um, what have we have? Dang, I'm gonna have to. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And for the people at home, do you have any remedies they can partake in? Um, well, in regards to mental health, I think something that personally has like play, played a big aspect in my life is my faith. Um, you know, I'm Christian, and I truly started to devote my life to God not too long ago. But you know, I've also had my own struggles with mental health, and also. Um, friends and I think you really made a good point you know just talking to somebody of course that's not like a quick and easy cure but just ranting to someone or just sharing how you feel and um, dividing that burden with someone else that you trust and care about is really important and um, it really plays a big role you know just not being alone because I think a lot of people they think that they're alone, that they're struggling on their own. They don't have anybody. So that was a really good point. Um, and yeah, I just really love talking to God. He is my go-to person. Um, I love talking to him and just, you know, he says, cast your burdens onto me, all those who are weary. And I think just letting go and just trusting God has really helped me. And I, I think it also just keeps me occupied, like whether that's like reading my Bible or just talking to people because you know when you have something in common with people that just um that really helps you form relationships too so just building a community of people who get you and understand you is really helpful yeah that was beautiful um sometimes I like to take out the weekend and just have a self-care weekend um because we have to Mm -hmm. do a lot during the week to where it's meetings and classes and homework and then late work um so I just like to have self-care weekends now I want to do a little question game to like you know just have fun for a moment sure um um, you if you could describe yourself in three words what would they be oh um 
resilient. I'm going to give myself that. I'm resilient. Um, I think I'm also hopeful. And um, I think I'm, I don't know, I'm going to say more positive things. I'm also organized. I think I've been, you know, keeping my room clean, staying on top of my work. So, yes, resilient, um, hopeful, and organized. Yeah. I would call myself caring um, because I'm a Mm -hmm. very caring person. I love my family. I love everybody that's around me. Um, Mm -hmm. I would call myself um, just hardworking because I believe that we're all hardworking if we put our our minds to it and motivate it. I don't know if that's the same thing, but sometimes you have to push yourself to do the hard work that you're trying to do. So So true. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things make you laugh? Um, Definitely my best friend. You know, it's just um, I love talking to her and we have like such deep conversations and things like that. Um, And I think just um, I also really like memes. You know, I'd be scrolling on Instagram. I see really um, funny memes and... I think that's it. I think just random occurrences too. Like sometimes I just like fall and trip or something. And it's just the funniest thing to me. Um, so yeah, just like random moments. And laughing is the best medicine. And the For point real. that you brought up, me and my cousin, we have deep conversations about every single thing. And I'm <laughs> glad that I have heard that we can talk about just anything. Like something that could make you really knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. Which habit are you proudest of breaking? Ooh, that's a deep one. Um, I guess I'd say lack of self-doubt. Of course, it's still, um, you know, it's not something that you can just like boom. But I think I've really like learned to grow to not doubt myself and just, you know, anchor my thoughts um, and just like, you know, be proud of my accomplishments and I think that also plays into mental health you know not just always being proud of yourself is not a a good thing either but also just not lowering your value you know be humble but also aware of your value so yeah that's something I think I've learned to be better at that's good um the habit that I am proudest of breaking is just like not trying to be alone um like how we said in the beginning, we have to talk about certain things. And yeah. throughout the years, I've been more getting more comfortable with saying things and not just keeping them in. Because I realized in that process, it was breaking me. And that's not good. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, what is your number one pet peeve? Ooh. <laughs> um... Ah, let's see. I always get bothered by, like, the tiniest things. So this is, like, a good question. But, like, now that I think about it, um, let's see. I really actually got back into, like, reading. And I really don't like when, um, like, people dog ear the pages. Like, that just creasing and just things like that really bother me. (laughs) Um, And I remember when we were, like, you know, back at school when we used to go out more. um, I would really get bothered, like, when people walked slow on the sidewalk. Because I'm, like, yeah. a pretty fast walker. So, like, people yes, just, same. like, slowing me down. That really annoyed me. But, obviously, I haven't had that in a while. But, yeah, that's something. It's funny that you say that. Because I have gotten back into reading. Um, 
Because yes. I just love to read. And the current book that I'm reading right now is I'm Not Dying With You Tonight. It's a black girl and a white girl. And they come together during a riot. And it's just the perspective of seeing each other on, like, how they view the police. So I'm reading that right now. Wow. I would love to. I'm adding that to What is it called again? It's I'm Not Dying With You Tonight. Yes. I love that. I'm def- yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading is so, like... I'm obviously trying to get back into it, especially with quarantine. Um, um, For my BSU book club, we're actually reading Dear Martin by Nick Mm -hmm. Stone. It's been really good so far. So, yes, Black authors are amazing. Yes. I got a whole lot of books that I'm purchasing right now, so I could just X them off my wish list. (laughs) I created a whole New Year's revolution to to get done before the year is over. Yes. Um, so, last question. Who do you admire the most? Ooh. Um, one person? Wow. Um, let's, I think, well, first of all, i got to say Jesus, because he is literally the perfect embodiment of who I want to be. Amen. Want to be, be like, right? Um, and he's definitely healed me in so many ways, and, and just, yes, perfection. Um, and I think here I would say uh my best friend because we've known each other she actually um just like me was born in Ethiopia and moved to the states and just seeing her grow even through some tribulations that she's experienced or just so loving you know you just having someone close to you and knowing her so well I really appreciate her and admire her um and I'm lucky to know her so yeah definitely my best friend Bonica that's great. How is it um, being born from Ethiopia? Um, I think Ethiopia is pretty lit. I mean, it's an amazing country and having that heritage. Of course, like a lot of African Americans, you know, they don't know where they're from. So I feel really blessed to know um, where I'm from, my heritage, my ancestors. Um, and I definitely miss it. You know, I wish I could visit more. Um, I actually went there last year, but it's been a while because of quarantine and everything. Um, but yeah, I moved here when I was four, so I, I still speak, um, the native language, Amharic, um, just with family and friends and things like that, but yeah, it's really cool. Would you like to say thank you in this, uh, language? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, thank you in Amharic is Amasignalo. It's, I know it's long. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Okay. I would like to thank you for coming and speaking on this very serious topic. Um, this this is just beautiful. Um, we have thank to get this episode out there and get it to the people that really need to hear it. Yeah. And I hope you can come back again one day. And Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> just thank you. Um, and thank yeah. you for having me. I really appreciate it. And just talking about something so important and also getting to know you. Um, yeah, thank you so much for Although anyone can develop a mental health problem, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, Black Americans are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population. Black youth who are exposed to violence are at a greater risk for PTSD by over 25%. Black Americans I'm also more likely to be exposed to factors that increase the risk for developing a mental health condition, such as homelessness, 
and exposure to violence. Black people struggle to recognize the signs of mental illness. If you are looking for signs in yourself or someone else, here are a few, but please consult a doctor. Excessive paranoia, worry or anxiety, long-lasting sadness, extreme changes in moods, social withdrawal, or dramatic changes in eating or sleeping pattern. As someone interested in mental health, you may know the numbers to the crisis text line. Text BRAVE to 741-741 and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK. I encourage you guys to try meditation. It's your best friend and please stay safe. Please expect these episodes bi-weekly. And please follow the BSU underscore Roosevelt page on Instagram for updates. Have a good day, everyone.